This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no subject. Welcome to a rainy night in South Bermondsey. Nobody ever wrote that song, but why not? Welcome to the Den, dear listeners, for the visit of Huddersfield Town. For what is, um, I don't know if it's a must-win game. It's certainly a very, very important to win game. If we're going to maintain our press in the championship playoff race, Huddersfield coming into tonight's contest. Top of the form league. Four wins, two draws, no losses in the last six games. The Lions, just one place behind them in second, dear listeners. Second in the form also with four wins, two draws and no losses. Big difference. They've scored 11 goals. We've scored six. They've conceded four. We've conceded just one. So real um, immovable force meeting the unstoppable object or whatever the phrase may be, dear listeners. Your Lions team tonight, Barton goals unchanged from Saturday against uh, Middlesbrough. Barton goal, backline Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Dan Ballard. On either side of them, Scott Malone, Danny Mack. Billy Mitchell, George Savile in midfield. Up front, Mason Bennett, Benega Foby and Jed Wallace. The team is almost picking itself, largely speaking, because we don't have many other options. Reading on the, uh, the news at the end today, how we are down to the bare bones of midfield players. Um, Mitchell and, and Savile being our only choices. Gary Rowett may have to get creative and experimental, as he puts it, if either one of those pull out of the team tonight. No place on the bench for George Evans tonight, so instead we see George Long. Shea Ojo, welcome return for Shea Ojo to the bench. Alex Pierce, Connor Mahoney, Tyler Bury, Hayden Muller, and Topologe. Can't remember his first name, unfortunately. Apologies to the boy, Topologe. As Gary Rowett puts it to the news at then, hopefully we won't find out what those experimental thoughts and doodlings in midfield may be. Huddersfield wearing a kind of um, aquamarine, all aquamarine, which puts me in mind of the old um, end sequence of Stingray. You remember it too, listeners, about Marina. Aquamarina. They're going to be attacking the Coldwell Lane end in the first half. Mill will, will be attacking anyway, and in accordance, the teachings of the event will be 
in 9th century England. And away we go. Huddersfield sit third in the table. Lions in 11th. Just uh, four points off of that magic golden egg six spots. Wild night driving over. They may well put a few off from coming down here so soon after Saturday's um, sound and fury. Another big game on Saturday, of course, away at Stoke. But first things first, we've got tonight's business to attend to. The four has gone down already. <laughs> 44 seconds on the um, on the clock. The four went down like... Um, I'm going to quote Swan Lake. I've never actually watched Swan Lake. But there's a dying swan scene, apparently, in it. And the four went down like how I imagine the dying swan goes down in Swan Lake. Um... Swan going down in, in Swan Lake might be a different movie to the one that you're thinking of, listeners. But I shan't dwell on what you're thinking about. Anyway, he's up. Uninjured from that. Um, I think Mason Bennett looks at him there. One minute into the game. Huddersfield on the left ball into the box. That's across the face of the middle penalty area. No one in there from the Huddersfield point of view, thankfully. Well, the crowd not as big in, in the den tonight. In good voice, as you'd expect. Looks about half full at the moment. Using the, uh, the Russian army method of counting, then there's probably a full house. A P Potemkin Stadium. One for all you Russian Russophiles out there. Article from the news then Jake Cooper needs to avoid a booking tonight against Huddersfield Town in order to escape a two-game suspension. We could do without that, dear listeners. The uh, referee Saturday was, of course, card-happy, including Jake. Um, he's picked up nine for the season, including one in each of the last three games, ahead of the next cut-off point of 37 matches, which is uh, against the Terriers tonight. So... Um, we need him to stay out of trouble, keep his nose clean, go straight like Norman Stanley Fletcher did when he came out of Slade, M HMP Slade. Asked about playoffs. Billy Mitchell said it doesn't do any good to talk of it. He won't have it talked about. Even though probably everyone is talking about it. But he said it doesn't do anyone any good to um, mention its name. It's a bit like Macbeth, the Scottish play. You don't, you don't say its name, so don't say the name. What should we talk Call it instead the end of season tournament. We'll call it that from here on, because we won't mention the playoffs. Oops, I just did. But um, we're going to call it the end of season tournament from here onwards. Mason Bennett doing great work on the left. He's won the ball off of the defender. Excellent work. They're balled into the middle. Unfortunately, no one in attendance, but really, really strong work by Mason Bennett, dear listeners. Huddersfield pressing forward to the edge of the penalty. That's a great shot on target. Bart down low to save well. Put it behind for a right-sided corner on six minutes. Excellent save by the man himself, Bart Bielkowski. Lions need to keep it up. We are at full stretch when you see those names on the on the substitutes bench. The young Topolodge. He hasn't even got a first name that I know of, listeners. That's how far stretched we are, injury-wise, squad-wise. Ball deep, 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 bouncing around. It's falls to the edge of the penalty area. That's cleared off the line. Bart and um, Mason Bennett on the right side. Posters, I look, clearing off the line between them. Dangerous team, it seems, Huddersfield. Jules Savile now. 
Don't hurt yourself, George. Into Mason Bennett, nicely taken. Gets clattered, the referee gives nothing there. And Aaron Puddersfield a chance to break. This is the eight. Run, run into a little wall of uh, dark blue. A little bit of space for a shot from distance. That's looping shot over the bar. Eight minutes. Edge of the penalty, 37. He's trying to find space. That's a shot over the bar. They're finding space in and around our penalty area. Listeners, wake up, as the man says. Lucky there, lucky break. No, there's a close chance. Nine minutes, 44. Comes towards 10 minutes. Slack pass, finds Murray Wallace, goes on one of his little runs, great tackle, great sliding move. He feeds it to Jed now on the left side. Nice work done, Murray Wallace there. Jed, three in the box, across the face of the goal, but no one there again. Uh, a phobia further forward than that cross. Mason Bennett's already put a shift in, and just 11 minutes into the game. Player that I like a lot, Mason Bennett, very Millwall style player. Here he is down below us. In the uh, bird shit infested block one. Scott Malone. We're all just patiently keeping the ball. Little ball through. That's Murray Wallace. That's through to a Phobies. The goalkeeper blocks it. It's going to be a left sided corner put behind by the defence. Beautiful move. Beautiful pass. Murray Wallace. Where is he finding this um, creative streak in his game, listeners? It's like me waking up one morning having, you know doing colouring in books and finding that I'm Picasso one day. Left-sided corner, Jed to take. 12 minutes on the stadium clock, it's a near post ball clear. I want to know what's in Murray Wallace's water, dear listeners. I think he ought to be um, wary of the uh, post-match substance testing for the way he's playing at the moment. Loving, loving his work. Mills approach to tonight so far, like the water swinging. We go here, we go there, wherever the forces takes us. 17 minutes in, anyway. Mill in danger of needing some possession. Ole is soon, because we're keeping the ball quite nicely, albeit with no great um, end product. So we'll, we'll uh, grant you that. I suppose you'd say so far, Huddersfield have had the more direct chances. Oh, just a uh, goal kick out. Falls straight to Billy Mitchell. Right to the penalty area. Shot is disappointing. Skidding and no power. Straight to the goalkeeper. Little error there from um, Huddersfield as they try to play the ball out in that modern style that they all do it now. Billy probably should have done better there, listeners. 20 minutes on the stadium clock. The ceaseless toil of the cell chip incinerator. Another lorry's just gone in there, listeners. For the city that never sleeps, there's probably another load of... Um, Household refuge to be incinerated. Ball falls from Scott Malone. He's trying to find Jed Wallace. It does fall through to him. Edge of the penalty area. Just couldn't quite bring it under control. The uh, Huddersfield defender got a, a slight, a slightest touch there and just sent it upwards rather than directly to Jed. But Mill pressing nicely. Get the ball back again here. This is Mason Bennett again. Ball into the middle. That's going to fall to Billy Mitchell. Now uh, George Savile, ticking towards 22 minutes. The Lions are pressing nicely, no direct chances for Mill so far. That's, as we've said, that's been the, um, so far, best chances have fallen to, to Huddersfield. But Mill certainly looked bright, certainly looked dangerous. And as I'll keep repeating myself, saying over the course of this little ball, one, two, he's been a phobie. Oh, just as he was pulling the ball, the trigger into the box. 
Edge of the six-yard box. He just wanted an extra second. Gone from left-sided corner. That was an opportunity. Should he have done better? Yes, he probably should, listeners. But um, that's part of the Benicophobia debate that we had on one of the previous shows recently. Applause for the Millsaf to choose is Alex Pierce. I see Tyler Bury. I guess that's the boy Topolodge down there. Poor pass there from the Huddersfield midfield. Allows Jed the chance to break forward. Feeds it through to Benicophobia. Edge of the penalty area. Ball out wide. This is Mason Bennett. What can he do? Shot blocked, he falls to Bennett, a phobie. Wow, left, it comes in, after the first shot from Mason Bennett, it falls to Bennett Gafobate, who puts it home expertly, all is forgiven, Bennett. Let's watch that again on the big screen, Bennett gets in the penalty area, frees it wide to, to Mason Bennett, shot blocked, it falls again to Bennett, to Gafobate, who puts it into the left side, 1-0 Millwall. Crucial, crucial to get that opening lead from Millwall point of view. I will say that Huddersfield, the early phases of the, of the game so far, look dangerous. Not so much lately, but I don't want to tempt the um, lady fate that stands over my left shoulder constantly, looking for errors and omissions on my part. Beautiful work by Murray, unfortunately breaks. This is the 37, comes with 28 mi uh, minutes. Edge of the mill penalty, ball out one right, it's a 20. Ball trickles through to Bart, grave defended by Jake Cooper there, listeners. Little breaking move there, they break nicely, they, they break very nicely. And Will did well there to um, deal with that, that attack down the right side. Ticking towards the 31st minute for Huddersfield, about halfway inside the mill half. It's going to be a chance to float the ball into the danger zone. Here it comes, that's headed clear. Straight back to a turquoise shirt though, aquamarine I should say, not turquoise. Aquamarine. That's ball's breaks, Benicophobi now. Feeds it to Scott Malone, his ball forwards was um, a disappointment. Such a disappointment, Scott. You've always been such a disappointment. Not really. Scott must try harder in class. And forget these silly dreams of being a professional footballer. Signed his teacher. Ball breaks again. Nice work with uh, Millwall in midfield. Breaking play up. This is Bennett Afobi. He's got Mason Bennett overlapping him. Ball was just behind him slightly. Bennett at the edge of the penalty area. Shot. Oh, that was top right hand corner bound. Probably about a foot too high. Good effort. Mason Bennett, 33rd minute. Yellow card, who's that? George Saville? Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace, sorry about that, listeners. Tip the 26, the referee is an officious man. A little bit of Ajax 1974 styled play by Millwall. A ripple of applause, as you can hear. Down inside their own heart, quarter, final quarter. Murray Wallace. 
is the new Johann Cruyff, the, the Cruyff of Bermondsey. Used to always lurch on the edge of um, disaster, these passes. That's great work there by Mason Bennett, turns his men, tries to put it past the last defender, but unfortunately it's the defender, goes to a mill, throwing good work. Mason Bennett's done really well for me this half, listeners. Bit of a hospital ball from Dan Ballard to uh, Danny Mack there. Dan Ballard and Joe Saddle called up for the Northern Irish squad this week. As Huddersfield press forwards. And I did see uh, one of the Republic of Irish sites calling for Danny Mack to be called up to the Irish national team. So, um, all good stuff for the Mill youngsters at the moment. Ballard in a bit of a battle with this, this 25, who's on the left now. 38 minutes, balls into the middle, that's across the face, going falls through the edge of the penalty area, there's a chance there with a forward handed, almost a clear shot on goal. Left side still, that's taken by Bart. A little moment, moment, moment of anxiety, listeners, high anxiety, but it all worked out for the best. Another linesman not on the birthday party lists. Not invited to our birthday party. Great tackle, Billy Mitchell, midfield there. Oh, no. Referee's penalised. That was a decent tackle. Got the ball. And you can hear the Den's reaction to the referee. Unhappy one. 16 on the right-hand side. That's the ball into the little penalty, but behind the bulk of the uh, Huddersfield... Offence, gone all American there. It's Jed Wallace now bringing it out. This is Scott Malone, 44 minutes. Malone come down the left side. He's got Mason Bennett with him. His shot is deflected for a corner, as you can hear quite clearly. 44th minute. Left side corner. Every time Mason Bennett goes down to his haunches, I worry that he's on for another injury. There we are, ticking towards the last few seconds of the first half. In it comes, it's deep, deep, deep. Jake was rising like a salmon. That's um, caught on the volley by, I think that was uh, Jed. Half time, dear listeners. 1 0 Millwall. We've done really well in that half for me. Fairly rocky start, let's be quite upfront, but we've grown into the game. Um, very nicely taken goal, we've had a lot of possession. It's been an open, open game, but gradually as the half has worn on, the Huddersfield threat has been increasingly nullified, but our dangerous side still at the break. So, as both sides lead the pitch and the referee uh, goes for a half-time cup of tea to a chorus of booze, it's Mill 1, Huddersfield nil. Achtung, Mehlball. Just a little update, listeners, on the Lions Trust. Yeah, um, we've been trying to relaunch it recently, uh, Phil Clark and I, um, plus... Steve Jones, who was the treasurer traditionally for the Lions Trust. Um, there is a website now if you're interested in taking part. Um, we're on Twitter, at the Lions Trust. There is also a website, which is uh, www.thelionstrust.org. Uh, we're looking at the moment for new members. Uh, the reason being that we're really relaunching the trust. The head of the Crouch Report, Tracy Crouch Report, for anyone who's followed these things, uh, the government's recommendations on the future of football, makes some fairly interesting proposals in actual fact, one of which, the lead one, which is really the reason why we're trying to 
get the trust back up and running again after falling dormant for some years is that there's this idea of a golden share which is effectively a veto for fans for properly set up and constituted supporters trusts a veto over stuff like uh, moving the club out of the area uh, changing colours from blue to, to red or whatever changing um, certain aspects badges that kind of thing major elements of the club's identity and they're going to give something called a golden share which means in effect a veto if a club proposes to do that but they'll only the uh, they the government legislation will only give that for a supporters trust that's been properly set up now the Lions Trust is properly set up in the sense that it's a legally uh, constituted body it's registered with the company's house and the financial conduct authority um, and support uh, football supporters authority, uh, association as it's called now it used to be called supporters direct problem being it fell into dormancy. I, I was involved with it some years ago and um, stepped away um, and it kind of fell into being dormant rather. One, the, the main reason for the Lions Trust to, to exist is as a lifeboat in that sense if you, when you've seen other clubs that have fallen into ownership problems you know thinking of Barry, Wimbledon in their time um, other, there's, there are other examples even Brentford in their day fell into problems where fans had to uh, relaunch the club as a fan owned club so that was always the reason why it existed now we've been lucky very very lucky at the den since what is it now 2007 when John Berylson arrived it's meant we've had in ownership terms a period of very very strong stability so it became quite hard to sustain any interest in the Lions Trust because you know Berylson was here he's one of the best if not the best owner that I've ever known of Mill Football Club and um, the idea of needing a lifeboat if we were to be abandoned by the owners or to be bought out by some oligarch or unscrupulous element as we've seen at Rochdale and uh, as I've said Barry and, and others seemed a bit remote um, that's its main reason still to exist in all truth at the moment the government are proposing to bring in legislation that gives uh, supporters trust these golden shares so for that reason we've been trying to relaunch it now we're starting from scratch pretty much we're trying to bring the paperwork up to speed to enable a new chairman if anyone out there is interested in being the chairman of the Lions Trust and new members there is a website as I've said we're on Twitter at the Lions Trust and uh, the website is www.lionstrust.org. Um, purpose for membership at the moment is just to establish an email list. Um, at some point, if we get candidates to be chairman, then we'll put that to a vote. And um, I would then be able to step away and go back to my retired blissfulness. Um, so I'm hoping that we have some good quality candidates. It'd be great, really great, to get some new names, some new faces, some new blood involved in the Lions Trust. It is not, um, just to be clear what it is, it is, a, it is a kind of a guardian of the club's golden share, the identity, the badge, colour, name of the ground, all that kind of thing. And it is also a potential lifeboat, um, should the club ever, the fans ever need it, to relaunch a fan-owned club. The, the, I mean, that's, that's, that's the two main elements. And for the most part, that will be so for the foreseeable future. We hope we never need the lifeboat. And we hope that John Berylson will remain with us for as long as humanly possible. Um, but we do need to keep the Lions Trust there as a safe, a safeguard, a stopgap, if you want to call it. 
So do get in touch with us. As I say, we're relaunching in a moment. I'm hoping that we can get some good quality candidates for chair. Is that you? Is that Are you interested in taking on the chair of something that's actually, A, really important, and B, probably not very taxing in a day-by-day sense, because there isn't much that we'll be doing other than existing and being there. Um, that's probably not the best selling line in the in, in, ever, but I'm not a salesman, listeners. I'm I'm a, uh, a mere podcaster trying to bring the uh, the truth to you. So the Lions Trust relaunching. Visit us on www.thelionstrust.org or come to Twitter at the Lions Trust. Do feel free to ask questions. I'll do my best to answer it, and I'm hoping this is um, reasonably clear as an explanation as to what we're trying to do at the moment. It'd be great to hear more from you. Thank you. Achtung, Mailball. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, it's coming out for second half, dear listeners. Big, big 45 minutes ahead of us. This will be a big win if we can pull it off with the squad stretched to the point where... You know, we've got kids on the bench. We've had kids for a few games. It's a, it'd be a magnificent achievement if we pull this off. 45 to go, though. The referee's not the most popular man in South Bermondsey tonight. Lions going to be attacking the Colblow Lane in, in the second half. As per Chapter 1 of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. Cold night, listeners. I'm standing in my North Face jacket, geared up for Antarctica. The comparisons online at half time for Murray Wallace. I compared him with Johan Cruyff. I've seen Franco Baresi, Maradona, Pulo. You name a great Murray's being compared with him today, listeners. I don't know what, what's in his tea. One thing that's really stood out for me tonight, listeners, is the Lions of come out with uh, the idea of playing some some nice imaginative football it's great to see it 
Billy Mitch trying to press in close there and that just escapes, eludes Scott Malone, the ball bouncing around, this is Bennett Afobi, edge of the penalty area, it's full bloody tackles going in there, Lions pressing high, winning the ball back, doing great stuff, the crowd loving it, Mason Bennett, ball leftwards, Scott Malone balled into the box, that's cleared by the defender unfortunately. The crowd will have a role to play this, this second half because the Lions are doing extremely well, as I've said a couple of times, to be in front and the legs will be tired. Rain pouring down again, it cleared earlier on, it's certainly coming down persistently out there at the moment, listeners. I can't stand the rain, who did that song, was that Tina Turner? I can't stand the rain, being on my window, bringing back sweet memories. If we can get ourselves into the playoffs, listeners, those will be sweet memories, I can tell you that much. From a season that looked like it was going nowhere, not that long ago. To be even talking about it is, is, is a huge, huge achievement. There's a little bit of um, all that praise from Murray. He's just turned back into uh, Murray from Stranraer. Put it straight up in the air. That's going to go for a goal kick, thankfully. Certain beauty in the art of escorting the ball off the pitch, isn't there? Where you're, the ball's trickling off the pitch and you've got to put your body between yourself and the, and the oncoming forward. Jake just did a really, really nice... Uh, job of kind of running around the ball. Hard to describe it. Paint a picture with words, Nick. He kind of trotted off around the ball, made sure that his body was between him and the and the forward. Jed Wallace feeds Mason Bennett. 49 minutes on the left, breaking into the penalty area. This is Scott Malone into the side netting. I thought he blasted it into the side netting unfortunately I think he was trying to go for a very very tight angle they're ambitious but that's been the nature of the play all evening it's been ambition from Millwall there's uh, Franco Baresi also known as Murray Wallace oh Jenkins run this is lovely taken turn by Mason Bennett ball into the box Benegafobi three inside the box his angled shot was straight to the goalkeeper big chance beautiful turn and work on the uh, left side by Mason Bennett big chance here listeners I've resorted to my Albert Stepto gloves listeners because it's um, getting a bit nippy fingerless gloves that's the way to go listeners little free kick 56 minutes on the clock left side just inside the Huddersfield half floated in from Scott Malone that's a deep one it's um, bouncing around it falls to Benigafobi penalty area slammed home with authority listeners beautiful strike 2-0 Millwall 56 minutes let's see that again Great, great finish. Are the Lions believing? I think some of these blokes here are believing it. Could be a giddy April. Here comes the ball in from the left side. It falls to a phobia on the edge of the penalty. Who slams it into the bottom right corner. A thing of beauty. Listen, a thing of beauty. Great finish. It's got the den rocking. Just going to 
going to say the obvious point, because I state the bleeding obvious, don't I, listeners? About the second goal, the comfort blanket of that second goal. And there it is. Danny Mack draws a good foul there, 19. Takes some sting out of Huddersfield trying to come straight back at us. 58 minutes. Seven Nation Army. Benic Afobi. I wonder at what point Premier League headquarters starts to rumble. At what point do they start to hold emergency behind closed doors meetings with the Lions inching bit by bit towards the playoffs? Think of the damage to the brand. Think of the uh, all the markets around the world. How they're going to react to this? Probably a bit early yet for that, but it's out there, listeners. This is Huddersfield, at halfway inside the middle half. Lions fully behind the ball. They're trying to work space, trying to work past the uh, banks of players. As a penalty area, great, great tackle. Last ditch stand there by Jake Cooper as the, as the uh, trigger was pulled. And that was a wayward shot afterwards, so it's going to go for a goal kick. Great work there, tracking back by Jed Wallace. You can hear the applause, 65 minutes. Rain is incessant out there, listeners. Cold, wet night in South Bermondsey. This is the 19, edge of the penalty. Almost trickles through, straight through to Bart, but almost in, uh, was uh, uh, able to be picked up by the 25, but uh, no dice. Benning of of course, is going to be lone tide on Saturday when we go to Stoke. I'm going to try and do my best to get a uh, dodgy stream for Saturday. I can't go to Sa uh, Stoke on Saturday, unfortunately. I shall try my best to um, get to see it, and I'll try my best to get a show together, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, for your delectation, listeners. We'll see. The place I'm going to is a little bit rural, and uh, not sure about the Wi-Fi out there. You, you get the picture, listeners. So make no promises for uh, the Stoke show, but certainly we'll get this out tomorrow. Ticking towards 70 minutes. Ball breaks. This is Jules Saville. Releases Scott Malone on the left. Ball into the box. That's across the face of the goal on Mason Bennett. Was in attendance. It's gone from left-sided corner. 70 minutes. It's going to be Scott Malone takes it from the left. Here it comes, it's a near post ball, it's batting around, it's onto the crossbar, oh, off the bar of the line, headed, bit of head tennis there, came off the crossbar, headed back in again, the goalkeeper managed to bat it off the line, incredible save, ball now onto the, onto the left side, this is uh, Billy Mitch I think from distance, it's over the head of Jake Cooper, Buttersfield almost freezing in possession inside their own penalty area there. They dodged the bullet there with that save. That was a brilliant, brilliant save by the goalkeeper. I've got to say, I thought it was goal-bound. 71 minutes. This is Mill back in possession. We played a good possession game tonight. I don't know if this was a sentence of a thought, I'd say. But we have. The style all evening, in fairness. I mean, we had a creaky start to the game tonight, listeners. Um, probably, you know, had us from his best opportunities. But the style of Mill tonight has been one of ambition. Attractive attacking, dare I say, football. Total transformation for what we were in, enduring, let's get you know, not so long ago, but now it's um, the complete, the complete opposite. 
Great tackle, Billy Mitchell, midfield there. Great tackle. The story before the game was that uh, we only got two fit central midfielders. They both performed magnificent. Neither have held back. Neither Jules Savile nor Billy Mitchell. Just a quick shout out, if I may, listeners, to at Millie1555, who's organising a van run with various um, essentials to the Polish-Ukrainian border. Um, also to the MSC for allowing money donations. People have been donating goods to take over to uh, the Polish border. Um, and the MSC put together kind of like a just giving uh, page to enable him to pick up some more stuff. Um, just want to say well done to at Millie1555. I think you're still looking for stuff. You can still donate. It's a great cause. One of the best causes you can, you can think of. And he's going to drive with um, baby nappies and, you know, milk and... Um, Baby, you know, baby accoutrements. He was asking for stuff. I was going to go and actually physically, physically get some um, baby nappies to bring it down. It's only in the end, put some money in. It's been a long while, listeners, since I bought baby nappies and baby accoutrements. I can tell you that much. Jesus, how much is it costing? 24 baby nappies was about um, 20 quid. Fucking hell. They'd knock through that in, you know, three or four of those a day. Took me back. As I say, it's been a long while since I've been involved in the baby nappy department, and um, it took me back how much they're costing. So anyway, cut a long story short. Well done to uh, the MSC and to uh, at Millie fifteen fifty five for putting that van of essential items to go to the uh, Ukrainian situation. The uh, podcast does, of course, support the Lions Food Hub, and we'll continue to do so. I just I took a bit of a liberty. I scraped together some podcast money and put it into the, um, I think it's called Arthur's Run, the uh, the, uh, the appeal. Um, I thought it was a good cause. I don't think any of the listeners will begrudge that. I hope not. Huddersfield came into this tonight, top of the uh, championship form table, listeners. They've looked busy, if not effective. Great, great skill on the ball by Joel Savage. You could hear the, uh, the, the reaction of the crowd there. As he, as he kind of dummied on the ball. Magnificent stuff. So the, some of the play tonight from Millwall has been wonderful. Murray's calmed down a bit from that, the first half. I don't know what term he's had to... He's had a downer at half-time. I think something to, just to take the edge off of things, you know? Not quite the Johan Croy for the first half, but he's a great player. I love Murray. In a manly kind of way secret to any club, any side is can you identify with the players I, when you watch some of these Premier League sides, I was watching Manchester United the other night and they're playing poorly and you think, could you identify with these people, I don't think you could but I, you can with this group of Millwall players, they are uh, they're, they're, they're just like us and that's beautiful to see in that comes from the left side the corner falls to Billy Mitchell who's slam shot into the, into the feet of the defenders, Jed Wallace now on the right side floats the ball that's headed back in front of goal. Oh, it's off the line again. Handball is a appeal, so not going to be given, I don't think. A little close-range shot there. I don't, I'd need to see that again to see that, that um, put the ball in there. It came off the line. Jake Cooper appealing, um, remonstrating with the referee that that was a handball. Mason Bennett's coming out of the game. who deserve it. Applause. He's put a huge, huge effort in tonight. Rightly taking the applause to the den. In comes Tyler Bury. 
Milk have done a magnificent job of retaining possession tonight, listeners. I really have enjoyed that. Ball wide left now. This is Scott Malone. Floated into the middle. Benigafobe off the line from the goalkeeper. He's palmed it away off the line. Jed Wallace now as Mill keep possession again. Ball into the box. That's taken in the event by the Cerise-clad goalkeeper. 83rd minute. Mill still doing the work, listeners. One and a half minutes into the four. Of added time. We're still pressing them backwards towards the halfway line. Magnificent effort tonight, listeners. Well, uh, performance of the season by, by some distance, um, given that this was the form side in the table, listeners. Coming into tonight, you know, Huddersfield were top of the form table. This is Bury coming down the left. He breaks into the box. What can he do? He gets. Oh, he got tripped for a moment. He's gone for a left sided corner as he broke into the box by Tyler Bury. Um, yeah, form side. Form side. It's been a wonderful. Um, team performance some magnificent tackling from the whole side, I can't really fault anyone and a pair for, for Benigafobe a player that is often um, maligned, we've been talking about his, his form role, he answers that with two goals tonight doesn't he Or breaks, Jill Savile into the penalty area, this is Benigafobe for the, oh he stopped on the line drilled into the, into the uh, left sided post goalkeeper managed to get he's done well that goalkeeper's done well tonight from tonight in a 2-0 losing performance he saved at least two goals that was a, that would have been um, another one there for Benigafobi yeah, any minute now listeners I reckon and he's any second now Utterly, utterly magnificent Millwall performance against a side third place in the table, listeners. Form side, top of the form table. The Lions demolished them. Creaky start to the game, but my word, they blew into the game. And by the end of it, Huddersfield were very, very much second best. Wonderful, wonderful performance by Millwall. Um, two goals for Benning Afobe. Man of the match. Try and pick a man of the match out of that one. I don't know. Billy Mitchell, Danny Mack, Afobe, Jed Wallace. Take your pick. The Dennis celebratory mood. Wonderful, wonderful show. Really, really enjoyed that, listeners. There we are, we're back after these messages. Achtung, Mehlball. Oh, hi, Nick. It's John Rankin here, just ringing in after that fantastic win over Huddersfield at the Den. I don't really know where to start in terms of how good Millwall were. Um... It was interesting because before the match, me and my son had a quick chat with Benicophobia as he walked into the ground. We got there early for some photographs and he looked really self-assured and relaxed and I thought, he's going to do something tonight and boy, did he. Um, my man in a match, Benicophobia, for his work rate um, as well as the two goals he scored and he could have had four to be honest with you. He was in the right position. He got his body in the right place. He picked up good positions and, you know, the front three really gelled. Um, you can't fault anyone's performances, really. It was a complete performance by Millwall. Early doors, 
Huddersfield look very, very good indeed. Their, their movement, when they moved forward and when they had the ball at their feet, uh, there was always two or three people they could pass to and they had some very good early attacking moves, came close to scoring a goal, but then Bittlewall just dug in in the indomitable style and started to play their way back into the game, created chances and pressurised the box and we were all going absolutely bonkers in the cold blow lane end when we realised they'd scored a goal up at the old Eildon Road end um, or the away stand. The second half attacking the cold blow lane, well, it was absolutely great. I mean, um, they could have had three or four goals. Um, Scott Malone got himself to the byline and decided to go for glory instead of crossing it back. And then Benicophobia again. Um, I think he actually headed in. It was. It looked like it was over the line to me, but the referee didn't allow it. And then right at the final knock-ins, you know, the goalkeeper made a terrific save. Hi Nick, Matt Richards here. Just uh, yeah, walking back home after that. After that game, what a game! What a game! Um, just a superb performance, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, first ten minutes, I thought shit, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna score. But after that, they didn't really trouble us, did they? And it's. Such a good performance all round. The whole team, you know, all of them, just were meant really. Um, particular mentions, I think, really for Sav. I thought Sav played one of the best games since he's come back. Um, and uh, I thought Malone, Malone was really, looks, looks a lot more dangerous down the left as well. But they're just, just a great performance on the front foot. Tacking, you know, we could have scored four or five. Bennett could have had a double hat trick. It's just a really good performance. I think um, when I think about that, Hutch's Hutch's been out, but Banner's come back in, and we're still getting clean sheets. You know, you think about when Keith and Bill got injured, we're thinking, "Oh no, what's going to happen there?" But Savile's come back in, and it's like you, you know, we haven't missed Keith and Bill. So everyone who's coming in is doing a good job. So it's looking really positive. So great win. Let's uh, look ahead to the next one, and who knows? Who knows what happens? What happened? Anyway, come on, you lines. Cheers. Hello, Nick. Barry Mooney. I don't know if you heard the same story, but all accounts, that's the referee we had Saturday. It was his seventh game this season. He's done Middlesbrough. And I just wonder about it because, to be honest, I thought he had a very, very poor game. It seemed to be all about him. Anyway, you know, on all accounts, they haven't lost any of the games he's done. Yeah, they haven't lost. I might tell you a story. All right. Cheers, mate. Hello, Nick. Tony Monday. Um, what fucking blinding win tonight that was. Um, 19 shots at goal. <laughs> Seven on target. It was just like, um, I just thought we were outstanding. Apart from the first 10 minutes, we just withstood the pressure. And we just turned the game around. Um, Wallace, Murray Wallace was great in the first half. Uh, overall, George Savile was just fucking incredible. He was just everywhere. I don't know what he's, how many touches he had and the ball he had. Or whatever, but I thought he was magnificent. And, uh, and uh, actually, the both and Billy Mitchell, like the engine on him, uh, so we just pressed them all night um, from the two midfielders and the defenders and even the forwards. Uh, ironically, I thought a phobe, out of everyone, a phobie was the one doing the least amount of work, but he could have scored five tonight. He scored two cracking finishes. Uh, he's missed really a sitter, really, but the keeper's made a save. He's hit the post, he's hit the bar, and the keeper's made a save down to his right, right at the depth there. That's 
six six chances that it, it, it could have all gone in on another day. Uh, but overall, I mean, do you think two, a couple of months ago there was people all over Twitter saying the players wasn't playing for Rowett? Well, those players are out on their feet again at the end of the match, and that's been the same for a few weeks now. We've literally not got a team to play, and yet we're getting through these games, and the effort that they're putting in is just fucking immense. And I think, and you can see the crowd are appreciating that. Um, and they think we're, we're giving everything. Um, obviously, we're not going to have a phobie Saturday, but I've got Fury to come in, Ojo, and uh, I thought it was the right thing to do, taking Bennett off when he did, just, just save him again for Saturday. Uh, all in all, I just, we just look, we don't, we don't look like we're ever going to score, uh, concede a goal. Just a, since Cooper's recovered his form, um, we just look so solid at the back. and We just don't look like conceding. And you remember, Huddersfield have been 17 unbeaten before tonight. And they come near expected. They're, well, they're known for their defence. Uh, they're strong. I just thought we just opened them up time after time on the break. And when we break quick and the passes are there, I just think we, we just look a really good side. And uh, I'm saying the Rowett, I don't care what anyone thinks about Rowett and whether it's great football, shit football or whatever. We haven't got a team there, yet he's producing, he's produced 20 points out of 24 the last eight games. We've got two fit centre midfielders and one fit forward. So you can just see what a job he's doing and whether people like it or not, he's taken us up a level. He's took us to the next level. We, we haven't looked behind us. We've not looked at the relegation zone since he's been in charge. And uh, and I think he needs to commend him for that. And you know what? And and it's right. It's not always pretty. And it's not always exciting. But you know what? It's effective. And when it is exciting, it, it really is. I mean, that, the crowd tonight wasn't a great crowd. The noise was... We made the noise as if it was full up when we was on top. And that's what we get behind the team and that... Hopefully they can keep it going this week, Saturday, and then basically use that international break to just freshen the legs up because they really have put in shift uh, these last what's it five or six weeks. Now nah, they've put in such a shift, and they must be out on their well, they was out on their feet at the end of the game. But um, well, all's looking good, and uh, I think I think Ralph is doing a great job. You, no one can deny it. Cheers, Nick. Well, the Rowett train keeps on chugging. It was a phenomenal performance from Millwall. Probably one of the best of the season, one of the best of Rowett's tenure. Um, I know I said that a couple of weeks ago against QPR, but the side were just phenomenal. Um, coming up against Huddersfield, who, by anyone's money, OK, Fulham aside maybe, they were the form side in the division, unbeaten since November. And we made them look like relegation fodder. Honestly, they could not get close to Millwall after the opening 10 minutes. And we forced them to make tactical changes, to adjust their team in ways that they don't normally do. And that just gives speaks volumes about how Millwall dominated the game, caused them trouble relentlessly. That left side of Malone and Bennett was just sensational. I mean, both of them deserved man of the match awards in other games but compared to Afobi who today should have had five goals if it wasn't for sometimes lax finishing sometimes a bad touch sometimes outstanding goalkeeping he would have had five goals 
and he was starting to come in for a bit of criticism of Hobie recently. Um, justly, I would say, he is, his touch hasn't always done him a favour. His work rate was starting to be questioned by some, maybe his fitness. But today he was just so hungry to get goals and two wonderful, wonderful finishes to top it off. He he really deserved that hat-trick and it's, it's, it's almost gutting that he didn't get it. I said um, before this game that... It really reminded me of the Forest 3-0 that could have been the catalyst for a playoff push. I mean, if Afobi had got a hat-trick, then the similarities would have been uncanny. But this game could be the catalyst, I think, for a genuine playoff push for Millwall. I mean, to do that to a Huddersfield side that so many teams have struggled to break through, break down and get anything from, to do that is a a massive achievement. Um, We've got... You know, on paper, an easier run of games now. Luton will be a hard one after the international break, but hopefully players will come back. They'll regain fitness, regain confidence, and with the side playing as they are, the players coming back in will need to be of such a standard to dislodge the others. But that freshen, that freshen up, that boost of energy, that reinforcements really will hold the Lions in good stead as others around them are tiring. And we're still not in the top six, still two points off of it, so we can't get too carried away. I've heard a few comments, you know, almost talking as if we're nailed on at the moment. But, you know, there is work to be done still. But credit to the players. Credit to Gary Rowett. I'm sure that Gary Rowett's superfan, Harry Warren, is currently uh, d- designing a mural of the great man to, to put on his bedroom wall. But this turnaround has been phenomenal. And I think halfway through January, no one could have seen it coming. The season was dead and buried. And now it is very much alive and top six looks a real possibility. The Lions just need to stay consistent. The defence is unbelievable at the moment. We are not conceding goals. Five clean sheets in a row. I'm not sure how long our longest run is, but that must be up there. One conceded at home in seven. The defence is unbelievable with injuries, with changes, with everything going on. They just keep on keeping on. This is the middle we love to see. This is the middle that the fans will get behind. And this is the Millwall that could, could finish in the top six. Come on, you Lions. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Ben Anthony here. So, uh, how are we all feeling after that one, then? I'm, uh, I'm in danger of starting to believe now. I think tonight we were superb. Um, the last few weeks we've been, we've been really great. But tonight, that was, that was one of the best performances of the season. And... Um, we had to, to had to weather that storm for about 15 minutes where it was all Huddersfield. But once we got through that, we started to play our game and just took over the entire show. Um, Bart kept us in it a couple of times. The defence were really solid and kept us in the game at key moments um, and provided opportunities for that attacking line, including the likes of Danny Mack, and Scott Malone um, to just run forward and and be genuinely very dangerous up front. Benekafobe, he's had a bit of criticism in recent weeks, um, a little bit unfairly, I think, because he was injured and was only just coming back fit. Um, he was unplayable tonight. He should have scored about five. Um, and it was only because of last-ditch defending, um, some fantastic saves from the goalkeeper, 
And from what it looked like, from my perspective, a fantastic save from a defender as well um, that stopped him from getting that hat-trick. I think um, he was brilliant and deserved the his name being sung um, from the CBL. He was brilliant. So well done to him. I still would love us to sign him. I know that um, a couple of the others don't, but I think we should be getting him on a on a contract in the summer. Um, but they were all great. Um, special shout out to Billy Mitchell, who did a lot of the tough work. And George Savile, actually, as well, who did a lot of the work that sort of goes unsung in the middle. They they were brilliant tonight. Um, yeah, the, the whole team were, were great. And um, if we can just get through Stoke with ideally a win, but at least not losing, get a draw, that keeps us right in it for the international break. And yeah, maybe we can all start dreaming. Um, who knows, is it too soon to start planning our trip to Wembley? Probably, but we can dream. Anyway, that's me. Come on, you lions. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Well, my dear lions fans, Alexa, stop. That is the dulcet tones of songs that you may have heard before and after a fantastic performance tonight, I can't see us not hearing that very, very soon in May because that was up there with the best we have been all season. A fantastic 2-0 win against Huddersfield Town. Third placed Huddersfield Town. Um, with a bare-bones Millwall squad, um, with another strange refereeing performance. But we'll, we'll, we're not going to talk about that. I want to talk about the yin and the yang of Benekophobi, the ridiculous failure to have a shot with a one-on-one chance and failure to win a penalty. The <laughs> this, <laughs> Before somehow scoring a magnificent half-volley from the edge of the box... Um, in both halves, really. Um, you know, unbelievable, really, really Millwall in a nutshell of rubbish yet brilliant, yet rubbish yet brilliant, um, which seems to be the story of our season. Um, we just were, we were so good, defensively solid again, Murray Wallace, Murray Wallace, Murray Wallace. It's just if Millwall Football Club could be summed up in one player, it'd be Murray Wallace, wouldn't it? Um, 100% effort, playing at the very top of his ability and maybe going beyond it, improving all the time. Um, a good night for Scott Malone for a change as well in recent weeks, finding a bit of form again. Um, Danny Mack, outstanding. You know, Billy Mitchell spread the ball really well. Savile had a better... His best Millwall game in a, in a while, um, and then the front three, uh, the amount of work that Mason Bennett gets through, Jed's Jed and and Bennett, you know, put the ball in the back of the net. We could have had five tonight. I don't know. I'm going to have to watch. I was there, so in person. So you listening to this may have seen um, something different from Sky Television cameras if you were watching it from your home or I follow, because. It was unbelievable that we didn't seem to 
win by more than two goals. And how many times can we actually honestly say that? Um, and if that's what third place is, then it's not better than us. Um, or not on the evidence of tonight. And that fills me with confidence. In the last eight games, I know we are down to the bare bones, but five wins in the last eight. We've got Stoke on Saturday. It'll be a massive ask to go there and win, you know, if we take it in the context of the season. But if we go there and win on Saturday, you know, what a statement. What a statement in a week. A draw, a win, a win. What what a statement that could be. And no one's better than us. You know, on our day, we are as good as everyone in, you know, barring Fulham and maybe Bournemouth. We are as good as anyone in this division. And, you know... That's credit to the squad. That's credit to Gary Rowett, who I've been critical of at, well, for large parts of this season. But it started to click. They've kept in the top, well, not the title race, but they've kept in the hunt for the top six. Is that because we're very good? Is that because the championship isn't very good this season? To be honest, I don't really care. All I know is the league table don't lie, and we are well and truly in it. I'm totally on the Rowett train, and um, I'm... I'm definitely, definitely not going to Google the dates of the playoff final after I've stopped doing this voice note. So, uh, yes, on to Saturday, on to Stoke. <sighs> Come on, you Lions. It, it can't happen, can it? It can't happen. Yes, there it is, dear listeners. There's the Rowick train rolling on down the tracks. Um, I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who's left me voicemails. Um, a little bit tight for time today, so I really, really appreciate all those vo- uh, voicemails and phone messages. Um, they really help the flow of the show. Um, we speak, obviously, the day after. A magnificent performance by the Lions. Performance of the season. You've heard the um, each of the callers, my own account last night of that wonderful 2-0 win over Huddersfield. It really, really sets us up. Um, Difficult trip on Saturday at Stoke City. Um, And as we've said repeatedly, the squad is down to, um, you know, to to its bare bones, as as, as we've put it. But you just cannot take your, um, you've got to take your hat off to the the effort and the magnificent um, turnaround in the season that Gary Rowett and the squad have achieved in the most unlikely of circumstances. Actually, 97 days, listeners, since Peterborough, when the Millwall crowd was singing, Gary Rowett, your football is shit. 97 days, that was December the 11th. And more recently, 54 days since that drab, drab, drab loss at Blackpool. 1-0 loss up there. Um, they say football is a cruel mistress, don't they? Well, certainly it's it's been turned around magnificently by this by this uh, milkside whatever becomes of the season we still got to um you know get past uh, Saturday's game at uh, it's not called the Victoria Ground anymore is it? I'm going back into time it's not even is it called the Bet365 stadium that unromantic term I don't know um if we can get through to the international break and a bit of rest and recuperation it's great to see Shea Ojo on the bench last night um Tyler Bury obviously but maybe, maybe, maybe during the course of April we can start to replenish our squad and as Gary Rowett said, I think after the after the Borough game, change games where needed in mid-flow. I've picked out a few tweets from last night just to um, 
you know, top and tail the show today. Um, this one's a match with my Huddersfield Town fan, Jonathan Hodgson. Uh, Mill the best team he's seen in the ages. Most of the division would have come unstuck against them last night, he says, HTAFC. Jonathan Hodgson, fair play to you, Jonathan. Appreciate fair comment like that, mate. Um, JP, Millwall fan, only proving those... Only proved wrong those who don't know football. Benick is a good, as good a striker as we've had in years at championship level. Presses well, creates his own chances and has bagged some quality and important goals. We're very lucky to have him. It's an interesting debate, the Benick debate. I, I think that um, we saw the full range of, of um, a phobia last night, didn't we? The, um, you know, the... the the, uh, the 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 wins and the hits and the misses, so shall we say, um, a debate for another day. It's a good day to be a Millwall fan today, so we're not going to have that particular conversation, listeners. David Harry Webb says the goalkeeper, the Huddersfield goalkeeper, that save from Ballard's header was quite unbelievable. I've, I've seen it since. It is a worldy, it's a world class save. George says how Murray Wallace hasn't received an international call up must be a joke. He is mustard. Johnny Shaw, what a fucking win, he says. What a fucking win that was. What a performance. Best he's seen in a very long time. To a man outstanding, unbeaten in eight, six wins, two draws, not conceded in five. Long may it continue. Dare to dream. Are you daring to dream, listeners? Are you planning your your trip to Wembley yet? It's probably a touch early. We've got a big eight point in front of us. And, you know, despite the win yesterday, we're still not in the top six. So, you know, a little bit of... Um, a little bit of sour for your whiskey there, maybe, maybe. Um, Jack Clark, he does, you know, he says, I know I gave Rowett some proper stick earlier in the season. I don't think you're alone there, Jack. Plenty were giving him stick, calling for his head, of course. I'm so thankful. I just about, just about managed to refrain from calling for Gary Rowett's head. That makes me, um, it gives me a chance to get on my moral high horse, and it was only just because I nearly, nearly was on it on on that kind of roll myself, but I didn't. I managed to. The angel that sits on my left shoulder um, had a word in my ear said, don't say it, Nick. I'm so glad, because now I can get on my moral high horse, which I love to. Um, formation and players haven't really changed, says Jack. It's just the way we're playing. Attacking more and more going at teams. Message received from Graham, Graham Payne. Um, just reflecting on last night, what a performance he says. A shaky 15 minutes at the start. They did look good at the start, I will agree. Graham, then after that, we controlled the game and should have won by more. Credit to Gary Rowett and the players who have been magnificent. Uh, and again, eight unbeaten, winning six in the championship is amazing. I think given the injury crisis, it is, uh, it is amazing, Graham, I do agree. Um, only disappointment last night was the crowd. I didn't realise it was on Sky TV, listeners. Did you? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, all the vans in the car park outside. And of course, yes, it was on... On Sky. That wouldn't have helped the crowd, in all honesty. It was also a tough night to walk out your front door. And if you knew it was on the telly, you may well decide that, um, you know, stay put. Doug Hume in Stockholm. That will do, says Doug. Solid performance right through the team and no more injuries. Could have had five. Murray Wallace, Scott Malone, or probably a phobie man in the match. Well, he wasn't great outside the two goals. Um, and finally, dear listeners, and finally, one that I really like from Dan Poor. Um, Millwall mathematically safe from relegation with nine games to play <laughs> I like your style Dan um, the Rowett train is rolling listeners we don't know the end destination yet will it be Wembley Park on the Jubilee line we shall see 
Um, big thank you to everyone for contributing to, to the show today. As I said, I've been a little bit tired for time today. I will try and get a show out over the weekend if I can. Depends on the Wi-Fi situation. We're going away for a few days. Um, so more news on that. Uh, in due course, listeners. Until then, however, it's a Riva Dirty Mill. Thank you for listening. Um, do check out the Lions Trust, www.thelionstrust.org, or on Twitter. There's links on the on the Twitter feed at the Lions Trust. Um, it's going to be a really important thing to set up. Uh, we may not show much action in the short term, but it's just really important that we have it. So do check that out, listeners. Thank you for listening. Until the next edition. From me, Nick Hart, it's Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.